0: Welcome to The Backbeat, I'm Chris Duncan.
1: And I'm Sean Cronin.
0: This week we have a lot of good news for you guys, and what I think will be an exciting review.
1: Yeah, today we have uh, in in the news, we've got the Frank Ocean lawsuit. I don't know if any of y'all have heard about that, but
0: it's pretty intense. Pretty juicy. Uh,
1: we got some Grammy drama, and we're going to talk about Lady Gaga's Super Bowl performance.
0: Yep, and then we're going to jump into a review of Sid's new album, Thin, uh, formerly known as Sid the Kid. A lot of people know her from Odd Future, some people know her from the internet, but now she's doing her own solo thing, so we're going to try that one out, and then we're going to talk a little bit about K-pop music.
1: All right, so first up in our news segment today, we have the Frank Ocean lawsuit. Um, If y'all, just to give you some background information, uh, this lawsuit is between Frank Ocean and his father. Mm -hmm. Um, Frank obviously had a very tense relationship with his father, and uh, in one of his songs, he claims that a gay slur... Was used against him by his father, and um, the it, father is suing, claiming that Frank has def- has defamed his name, um, has affected his life negatively, yeah. and like it's a libel it? lawsuit. Yeah, so libel lawsuit. Fourteen point five million dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of money.
0: I, I you know Frank Ocean, I, as far as I'm aware, I shouldn't be speaking for him, but uh, as far as I know, uh, you know he considers his mother to be his pretty much his sole parental figure. His father wasn't really in the picture that much. Um, and, uh, you know, this, this suing, I kind of related this when I first heard it to the whole Eminem lawsuit where Eminem's mother actually sued him because he mentioned in a song that she would give him drugs. Uh, although that's maybe a little different because this is just a story of him using a gay slur, whereas that's a little bit more dramatic, I would say. Where's Frank's
1: family's from? Where's Frank's family from?
0: Uh, New Orleans, New Orleans. And then when the Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans... They moved to Texas temporarily, and then Frank moved to Los Angeles mm-hmm. to start his music career. Yeah, well, Detroit's a totally different kind of messed up. True, so. that's a good point. The cultures are very different, but you know, I'm. It's just kind of. I feel like he might be money grabbing, and cause oh, the, yeah, you think <laughs> it, he doesn't. Frank really doesn't mention his father too much in music. Uh, yeah,
1: and, and what was his father's lifestyle? Where he thinks he can sue for fourteen point five million dollars? Like, really, that much damage has occurred in his life? Yeah, I,
0: I have, no, I have no idea. I and want
1: you to pay me for all the years that I spent messing up my son.
0: Yeah, and it's. I mean, famous. It is just a Tumblr post. Like, I don't, <laughs> I, I don't know. think that y- this guy's employers, potential employers, are going to be going online and checking out his son's Tumblr. But what, whatever, I. It's in the law's hands now, I'm sure. Yeah, I feel like they'll settle just because Frank Ocean has a lot of money and he can settle. Yeah, well, we'll see where that goes. Um,
1: In other news, we also have some Grammy drama. Uh, Most notably, Radiohead is still white-out everything. No (laughs) one knows what they're doing. They're in the fog of the universe.
0: Dave Grohl's not performing. Yeah. Uh, There was a photo that was released online of... Uh, Dave Grohl and uh, Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age uh, online. So a lot of people are suspecting that they're actually working on something together. Yeah, uh,
1: well, they but progr- they did some great stuff. They did that great documentary about Muscle Shoals mm-hmm. and taking the uh, that old Neve board they had in there. That's now in uh, Dave Grohl's studio, nine o six o six or something I, like six o six. Yeah, s- yes, yeah. There, that, yeah. that documentary is well, very doc. well done.
0: Um, I mean, they also did them Crooked Vultures together. Uh, with uh, John Paul Jones of Led Zeppelin fame, True. and they've had a big, uh, they had a big doc come out
1: because they were involved in the biggest terror attack that that one in Paris yeah, last the year, the Bataclan
0: yeah. attack. Exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so they're having some drama for the Grammy Awards. That we no one knows if they'll they'll be there. No one's committed. Uh, and then of course Beyonce's pregnant, so that's gonna <laughs> be like,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be interesting. You know, she's get the pregnant. Beyonce awards. She's typically a high high-profile performer in terms of not just she's obviously talented but you know dancing things like that i don't think she's gonna be doing much of that if if i'm being 100 percent honest uh but more power to her i guess i i think it's just cool that she's performing because she's probably gonna win album of the year let's be honest definitely yeah i right now it's uh adele's up for that for album 25 beyonce's lemonade it's gonna be tough justin bieber's purpose That's not going to win. If Drake wins, I might gouge my eyeballs out. And then A Sailor's Guide to Earth by Sturgill Simpson. Although Sturgill Simpson himself said that he doesn't want the award because he thinks Frank Ocean deserves it. (laughs) Really?
1: (laughs) Gosh, it's so funny to see who's into Frank Ocean's new album and who isn't. Like, literally everybody's into it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, literally everybody's into
1: it, but I don't know. There's a few people. They're not coming to mind right now, so I can't even Was it Was it uh,
0: way back when Frank Ocean won for uh, Channel Orange? Uh, I think it was Miguel that, like, didn't give him a standing O. He was the other guy in the category and didn't cheer for him. I mean, something but that was deserved, like That, that, that was, as, a, as far as debut albums
1: go, that was as good as, like, songs about Jane or something. Yeah. It was
0: awesome. Yeah. And it, I mean, it. Frank Ocean didn't put his albums in for consideration in the first place. So if Sergio Simpson did win, I hope he would accept the award because he's a fantastic artist. But, yeah. Yeah, I def- Lady
1: Gaga's album sure as hell isn't going to be in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true,
0: which brings us to our last topic, actually, with a Lady Gaga's Super Bowl performance, yeah. not even 24 hours later.
1: Yeah, it, she's an interesting choice this year. Uh, our listeners may remember that we covered her album uh, earlier in the year. I think it was
0: later last year. Yeah, yeah. So probably last I think it was fall. around November. Last and
1: uh, it was really nothing special. Uh, it seemed more like a marketing move than it did anything like a transitional shift between yeah. her pop star status and her being something more of a... I will a say it was better than her first couple albums.
0: Yeah, I mean but I mean well, she actually performed most of the songs in her Super Bowl performance um were from like Fame. Yeah, were were from her the fame, early albums, me. yeah. And the only the only new song was the the uh Million Reasons. Just gave me uh, the one with the piano. Yeah. Yeah. I applaud her for the stuff she did with Tony Bennett, but
1: and the Super Bowl performance was good. Mm-hmm. But they've been back to back with so many amazing performers. I don't feel—I mean, Left Shark. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> how could you forget? I mean, Katy Perry being the exception. Uh, <laughs> Bruno Mars was amazing. Yeah, like having the Red Hot Chili Peppers was amazing. Was the and Who Prince? Not too Bruce long ago. Springsteen. Yeah, those were all huge acts.
0: She felt. Let me just say this: she does a lot of spectacle. Mm. She, was, she, she wasn't as great. spectacle this time it's a lot of glitter. Um, as she she wasn't wearing a meat dress i can say that the one thing that did get me about the, oh, a couple things one that beginning little intro thing that was pre-taped when she pretended to jump from the top top of the super bowl mm-hmm. obviously that was not live yeah. there were some people who claimed that was no it was not that would be ridiculous yeah. but um Hilarious. i was reading the political backlash to that performance and apparently People on the polar opposite sides took it to completely different ways. And, and Lady Gaga was a Hillary Clinton supporter during the yeah. election. Uh, but and so that whole America thing was kind of strange at the beginning, to be honest. Also, the pianist, I, I don't think anybody but me noticed this, but the pianist was playing a piano that yes. was a full circle of keys. Where does he know where like the the home row is, so to speak, on the keyboard?
1: I follow the Berkeley College of Music on Twitter and stuff since I almost went over there. That dude goes to the Berkeley College of Music and he invented that instrument. Like That's so he made it. Is it's it so? Is it like multiple different keyboards? Within I think one? it is two entire keyboards that he can individually program certain chunks of those keys to have That's different samples cool. and stuff That's like pretty that. Cool. The, in, the net result is like a really performance-friendly. It's like almost yeah. like the keytar he in never terms has of how leave.
0: cool it looks live. You're just like that
1: dude is playing that thing and it's awesome.
0: Yeah, I don't know what it is, but yeah, yeah. I her, her performance was for me. She was singing live though. Yeah. So I was and she was kinda moving there. So I I was impressed. She she's always had strong vocals. She's always been a talented vocalist. Yeah. But yeah, it was an okay performance,
1: I would say. And as a closing note on the political thing, it was so cryptically political that like you said, it was so easy for both sides to be like
0: the whole That meant abortion. (laughs) They did that drone thing with the flag and it was I could, I was just waiting to see Twitter blow Oh, I don't use Twitter, but I'm sure somebody who uses Twitter would have seen Twitter blow up.
1: All right, well, that's all for news. On to transition music. All right, Chris, so this week we're going
0: to be reviewing the album Finn by Sid. Yes. Uh, as I mentioned in the intro to the podcast, Sid is of odd future fame. Uh, she's one of the original members. Uh, no, she's not one of the original members. Anyway, she's actually brothers with Taco, if you didn't know. But... um. Yeah, she was the only woman in Odd Future. She was also the only, at the time, the only openly gay member. Frank Ocean has since come out. But uh, So she got a lot of flack and ended up leaving the group, uh, kind of at their peak, I would say, in terms of fame. Uh, then she did uh, a music project called The Internet, which focused on a lot of neo-soul kind of music. And now with her her uh her solo stuff she's starting to do some kind of alternative r and b neo soul blend so I was intrigued by this album uh, you know I was excited to listen to it because she is alternative r and b is a very emerging genre and she's a big name in it so
1: yeah, I thought I would give it like a solid seven out of ten it's definitely listenable it's not an album i think that demands all of your attention to enjoy it. It's pretty good background music because it can get a little repetitive. Mm-hmm. And this is just me kind of diving into the musical analysis on a whole, but like I, I enjoyed it. it. Like you said, you're hearing more of that. It kind of reminded me of like post Kanye because it's very
0: there's a lot yeah. of like distorted, ethereal, synthetic elements to it. Yeah. Um, We're gonna listen to the first track. It's called All About Me, which actually takes on a bit of a trap influence. So it's a little bit more, I guess you say mainstream than a lot of the other songs mm-hmm. on the album. But it's it's the single, so it's the one that's gonna sell. Let's take a listen.
1: So, again, that was all about me. Um, so, Chris, what did you think about this song?
0: It it was a risk, for sure, because it, it – it she she isn't – in terms of alternative R&B artists, there are the dynamic, like, Frank Ocean, um, FK Twigs, you know, those people you think of, Solange, uh, and then there – I don't want to call them, like, whisper <laughs> singers, but uh, she follows in the footsteps a lot of the 90s R&B, where it's more subdued, and you stay within your vocal range, and – it it creates a more moody moody tone to the music and this the song accomplished a lot of that and it had a little bit of a spin on it so i thought it was i thought it was enjoyable i don't know if i'm going to be returning to it but yeah that 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 vocal range thing that you were just talking about has such a cool
1: factor right now mm-hmm. and i get i kind of i'll be honest in saying that i don't really understand why because but, it's I guess it's kinda like because in your car you can it's it pro, it's in most people's voice <laughs> range, so they can, can like sing that. along I with can, it I and you can. feel as badass as, as Sid is in the song, you know? Yeah. But I think I think the effect is kinda cheap though.
0: It is it is it, the thing is I what I said in my review about this album is that she she's not really taking any risks. Uh and that that's okay. But this is her debut is and she needs to impress people a little, I feel like, on her own. Because she did impress with the internet so you know this album could really be a big declaration and it just came off to me this song once you listen to it once you think oh this is pretty good you think to it a second time and or you listen to it a second time and you start just it just kind of starts blending and the entire album just because it becomes one long you know like mumble rap uncomfortable thing not mumble rap we're not listening to mumble rap here but yeah. it's uh it's passable all right, well, let's see. Let's
1: get another sample here. This is Shake Off.
0: This was probably my favorite song on the album, uh, but not by much because all the songs end up becoming very, very similar. Mm-hmm. As, and, you know, she goes for that that moody vibe. But when you do that, you really need to have some kind of vocal content in each song, uh, you know, a story or a message that really drives it along mm-hmm. that makes people like me who really pay attention to that kind of stuff uh, m- make it makes me want to come back to the song and it, it's really not there
1: yeah it's it's some rainy day mute, moody music uh, in mm-hmm. my opinion and we're kind of hopping around here because this is actually the opening track for the album and like Chris said I agree with him that it's probably the most exciting it has the most interesting content the vocal riff at the beginning is fun That's yeah it's kind of like the most but it never goes anywhere gets. you think like okay this thing this thing's gonna like snowball into something bigger better like most pop songs or most songs that intend to like excite an audience mm-hmm. but this one just kind of stays mellow it just holds that plateau yeah. the entire
0: three minutes so. and maybe maybe even if the album snowballed as a whole so it kind of came to a huge halt at the end that would have been really cool. She could have started it off with some more moody stuff and then gotten more and more dramatic. That would have been a really nice effect for you know an encompassing listen to an album. But uh, that that wasn't happening. Yeah, and nothing about this album really promises
1: that it's going to be exciting True. or lush or beautiful. The cover's very subdued with its colors. She's looking away and down. I mean it's not like Yeah. It's not <laughs> it's not like she's advertising. It's not this bangers, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Alright, so the final song we're gonna be listening to today is called No, and it's the song immediately following Shake Em Off. So the one
0: thing I will say about this song is it is titled No. And after this song, all I can say is, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm just not sold on this at all.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know either. It's Like I said, I just, I'm just begging for it. It's like the whole song is an intro or the first verse. Every verse is the first verse. You just want it to just take off or get down or there's a breakdown or something, but it just stays there the entire time. And... That could be your thing. Maybe you're trying to listen to some monotonous music for a workout. I can imagine I, some applications for this that are good. But I wouldn't put it on in the car. It would get too repetitive for me.
0: Exactly. I'm
1: take a hard line hard line it, stance here. Yeah,
0: it, it this Bam. is for me, this is a, a one listen and done. Yeah. It's uh, I,
1: I, it's exciting, though, because yeah. she could take this somewhere really interesting
0: that I would totally buy. Yeah. I, I'll give her a, I'll listen to her next. When up, I when I first listened like. to this, I, I for some reason, I started comparing it to the XX's first album. Um, and the XX has always been a group that had kind of like perfected the quiet and what happens in the spaces between the noises that they make. And I feel like Sid's trying to get there, but she just never did. <laughs> what can i say i'm a deep person but that brings us into our uh topic actually a little and we're going to talk about k-pop music
1: does it go too far does it go too far no 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 so i actually have some my my journey to k-pop which i i'm not saying i'm an avid listener of k-pop by any means but i did listen to a lot of j-rock during a a brief period of my life and the i think r- the, the two are, or no j rock like Jap- like in japanese terms of rapper. japanese rock and oh, okay. roll music yeah <laughs> yeah and, and their their style of rock and roll really incorporates a lot of jazz elements too mm-hmm. so you have the classic guitar bass drummer everyone sings kind of thing but there's also a lot of like jazz going on in there and as yeah. a jazz guy i love all that but and, it, and you see you see that in their culture they're
0: striving for like
1: a lot of different complexity yeah, yeah. and K-pop is hella complex. Like it producing is, and that, it's, it's I, I super it.
0: surprising. And you know, you hear it, and you're like, "Wow, this is kind of mindless droning pop music." Um, I don't understand anything they're saying, and this is not worth my time. And yeah, it, it that just is, goes without saying. I have no idea what the hell yeah, I, mean. I have no idea what's happening in a lot of these yeah. songs. Uh, but you know, artists like Girls Generation, Big Bang, BTS. Uh, I think there's a band called GOT7. There's seven people. Oh, also these bands are notorious for being huge, right? Not in terms of popularity and in terms of size. Like anyway, huge people. Yeah, giants. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, it's it's interesting how much of a phenomenon it is, and it 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 kind of in a way is in the U.S. pop music because U.S. pop music uh, is kind of drony and oftentimes very uh, one note, so to speak, but not as well produced, I would say, not as thoroughly produced. Yeah, it's just there's so much going on. So, our topic off of K pop was why it doesn't suck. Now, Sean kind of made a pitch to that. But, Sean, if somebody were to say to you that they just won't listen to K pop because it's droning pop music, I would have to agree because it, it is what it is. You know, you can't really take it and magically make it into something you want, it's not a m- morphable genre.
1: Yeah, it, it goes kind of hand-in-hand with appreciating all those other elements of that culture, like manga and mm-hmm. anime and stuff, because all of those are really highly saturated art forms.
0: Yep, very detailed. Very, very detailed. Very detailed.
1: There's, there's, You have to like buy into the entire thing, like yep. suspended disbelief, and it's kind of the same with the music, too. you got to understand that you're just going to be bombarded with sounds for the next three minutes of your life before you get to
0: yeah the the interesting phenomenon with k-pop with me has always been uh sometimes when they do shows the show they're obvious you know they don't sing at the shows a lot of the time it's just a recording and sometimes the artists just get up and dance around and sometimes they're even k-pop artists that aren't real people they're just computers
1: (laughs) (laughs) enter daft punk remember that that song they did what was it um
0: Oh, where they the, did the- Around the, the world. And they did the music video yeah, of it, the, and yeah. it was,
1: like, all Japanese and- Yeah, it was, it was know, anime. Manga-ish. Yeah, that's the bridge to the topic we're talking about. If <laughs> you guys, guys want to go over there- If you want to- That song- Jump over the pond. <laughs> is the bridge to your YouTube suggestions. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's- it, it, You know, there there is an appreciation that can be had in it for me, because, like, wow, that's a lot of work that goes into that visual presentation, but- Where's the where's the emotion? Where's yeah. the And where's what did we people? cover
1: a few weeks ago? We covered um, that electronic art form. The name's escaping me right now. Help help me come. Electronic art form. Vaporwave. Oh we talked <laughs> Yeah, remember Vaporwave? <laughs> it's kind of along that same thread. Yeah. It's, it, I have a few friends that are ADHD as hell and they really get off on that kind of music because it's so it's stimulating. It's very like attracts it's like really liking coffee except different. Yep. And I just, my brain doesn't work that way. I can't handle it. Yeah, I was never into anime like or the fetal position, manga or give any, me any that stuff. I,
0: I do like Vaporwave, but yeah. that might be the ADHD in me yeah, coming out. Probably definitely. Anyway, that's about it from us this week. And if you listen to this as you fall asleep, good night. Good night. we will be talking to you soon. This episode of the Daily Texan Backbeat was hosted by Sean Cronin and Chris Duncan. Produced by Dalton Cheatham. Tune in next week
1: on iTunes or SoundCloud.